This is a message for me about the NBA theme. Here's an idea. It goes like this. Welcome back, everyone. Today is a good day. Today, the NBA season is making its return with the Los Angeles Clippers facing the Los Angeles Lakers on ring ceremony night and the return of Stephen Curry and KD, except they're playing against each other. You're listening to the Home Court Static Podcast. My name is Cameron Cunningham. I'm your host. Today I'm going to be doing a solo podcast. Uh, it's just going to be me, but we're going to be breaking down uh, season preview, like what I think the surpri- the most surprising team's going to be, what I think the worst team's going to be, teams that I think are getting underrated, teams that I think are being overrated. And, you know, maybe I'll get into, like, who I think could win MVP, uh, Rookie of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year and all that. All that we're going to unpack today on today's episode. I'm recording this on the 22nd of December, the first day of the NBA regular season, uh, which has a doubleheader for tonight. Uh, Clippers, Lakers, Nets, Warriors. Uh, Let's start off with this. I think that Tonight, well, first and foremost, it's going to be amazing to finally see KD playing a regular season NBA basketball game uh, for the first time in like a year and a half, something like that. Um, I was really upset when he went down in the finals back in 2019. Um, I did think that he rushed himself back a little bit, and uh, as everyone knows, he... uh, he tore his Achilles, and he's finally going to make his way back. And in the preseason, he looked amazing. So it's going to be good to see KD back. We're also going to get Stephen Curry back, who uh, played a short season last year because he broke his hand. And uh, I could get into like all the mishaps of the Warriors, but I don't want to do that. The Warriors have basically had really bad luck since the 2019 finals. Um, we obviously know that Clay Thompson's out. But... Uh, Surprisingly enough, I do not. I'm not gonna guarantee that the Nets are gonna win. I do. Uh, I do think that if anyone's capable of having a game to pull up an upset like this, it is Stephen Curry. Uh, and he looked really, 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 really good in the preseason. Uh, granted, it's preseason, but you know you can never count out Stephen Curry. And uh, you know we're gonna be able to see kind of what the Warriors are going to be about. It's going to be the first glimpse of uh, what exactly the Warriors look like because they've added a lot of new pieces. Uh, They still have Wiggins, uh, who, by the way, like didn't get to play that many minutes with Stephen Curry last year. 
uh, and they have Kelly Oubre. And uh, most importantly and uh, most intriguing for me is the rookie, James Weissman, who I think could possibly win rookie of the year, just considering like where he is and all the injuries on that team. And I, I believe Draymond's out for this game. So uh, I think Weissman's going to start. Uh, it's just really interesting. I know that KD and Kyrie, like they're obviously going to put up numbers and they're going to do what they do. But I don't know. I've got the, I've got this sneaking suspicion that, you know, Stephen Curry could have a really good game. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm, I'm not going to guarantee that the Nets are going to win. The Nets will probably win, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Stephen Curry just comes out guns a-blazing. Uh, and then tonight is also the ring ceremony for the Lakers. It's going to be Lakers-Clippers. Uh, I do think that this game can go either way. I, like, I don't think there is a favorite. I think maybe in Vegas the favorite is Lakers. I, I don't know because I don't, I don't gamble or anything like that. Uh, I could see the Lakers doing it, but I don't know. The Clippers, like, Clippers just... They need to win tonight. I think it's more important for the Clippers to win tonight, considering uh, what transpired in the in the playoffs and the meltdown that was <laughs> this year's playoff run for uh, the Clippers. They just have a lot that uh, a lot of uncertainty, and you know, people just want to know like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Obviously, none of those answer, none of those questions are going to be answered tonight, but. I think it would be really good for their morale and their confidence if they come out and win tonight. Whereas if the Lakers win tonight, it's just like, oh, the Lakers won. It doesn't really like, I mean, it's ring night, so it means a little bit for them. But a win tonight for the Clippers, I feel like, means a lot more for them. And so maybe they're a little more inspired to win. So that's what we got today. And then tomorrow we got some more, like, we get to see Russell Westbrook, the Wizards. There's a lot of moves that were made this offseason that uh, it's going to be really interesting to see everyone that moved this offseason in their new home and what they're able to do. Uh, so let's get it. Let's start off with talking about, you know, the NBA power rankings came out. And let's just talk about what I agree with with the power rankings and what I don't agree with and who I think is going to be the worst team and who I think will be the best team. So, the worst team in the league this year is kind of an interesting situation. Uh, right now, I mean, right now I want to say that the worst team in the league is probably the Knicks or the Cavs, but... There's the there's an idea out there that the Thunder are going to intentionally try to be bad. I don't know if there's any truth to this, but if the Thunder are like just like literally trying to lose, I could totally understand that. I could understand the Thunder being the worst team. But right now I'm going to go with the Knicks, which sucks to say because I feel like the Knicks are like trying to win games. They just can't win games. But I also really like Obi Toppin, and I think that my viewpoint on the Knicks is going to change throughout the season, and I feel like they're going to—they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a better team than a lot of people think. 
I, and then I also want to bring up that I don't know why people think that the uh, Detroit Pistons are going to be like completely terrible. I don't think they're going to be completely terrible. They're going to be a bad team, and they're but they're going to be like a fringe playoff team. They're going to be that team that like is like five games below the eighth seed, five games behind the eighth seed. You know, trying to get some sort of in some sort of like play-in situation towards the end of the season. I don't think they're going to be completely terrible. In the West, the worst team in the West. I'm going to have to go with the Kings. I think the Kings are just probably the worst team in the West. Some people are saying the Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves kind of have pieces. Like it it might it might work. It depends on how Cat responds this season because unfortunately, uh Cat's had a lot of trauma. Carl Anthony Downs has had a lot of trauma in his life uh due to the current situation of the world. Uh he's lost a lot of family members during the, uh during this pandemic and uh that's really unfortunate for him. My condolences go out to him and his his family. Uh but sometimes, you know, players as much as you know, you would think that that inspires you, but sometimes that hurts, you know, like playing like when family members aren't in the stands, uh that can that can really hurt sometimes and you know sometimes players you know it hurts them instead of helping them out like i don't know uh teams that i think are overrated i think that the bulls are a little bit overrated uh which is weird because they're ranked 21st in the league out of 30 teams but uh, they're also on their, the Bleacher Report is saying that they're going to be the most shocking team. And I, I don't know. I just don't see that. I mean, I know Billy Donovan's a good coach and they have some young pieces, but I just don't. They're not going to be 21. They're going to be like. They're going to be like 25. And for some reason, the power rankings have the San Antonio Spurs at 25. And I, I personally am of the belief the Spurs could still totally make a playoff push. Or get themselves in a position to play in to the playoffs. Um, the Charlotte Hornets uh, are ranked a little bit low for my liking. I mean, Gordon Hayward did get injured, and it is a little concerning. But, you know, he'll be back before the end of the season, hopefully. Um, they have the Warriors at 18 and the Rockets at 17. And I think that... If Harden stays with the Rockets, they're like a really good team. They're like four or five. They're four or five in the West, like just with Harden alone, I feel like. Uh, so I don't really understand like why people think that the Rockets are going to be so bad. And you have to imagine if James Harden gets traded, he's going to get traded for like <laughs> good pieces in return. It's not like he's just going to be traded and they're going to get like pieces that can't help contribute to a team back. They're just not going to give them up for something that's not going to help them right away. Because the Rockets want to remain relevant. Uh, the Hawks, I initially thought that the Hawks were going to be really good. Uh, and in a different way, because the Trailblazers are a way better team. I thought that the Trailblazers were going to be uh like really, really, really good. Uh, 
But much like the Hawks, defensively I have concerns about what they're going to do when they have to face certain teams. Like, the Hawks aren't going to be able to do anything to stop Giannis or the Miami Heat, honestly. And the Trailblazers, I don't think, can beat the Lakers or the Clippers or even the Jazz. I think, for me, the most surprising team this year uh, is going to be the Jazz or the Suns. I think they're the two teams that I'm looking at, and I'm thinking to myself, they could go one of two ways. Like, the Jazz, I think, are going to be good regardless, but the Suns, they're either going to be top they're either going to be like top 3 in the west or like barely making the playoffs. I think there's no middle ground on that. Like they're not going to be in the middle of the pack. They're going to be at the top or they're going to be like 7-8. I think that's where I stand with the with the Suns and I'm actually really excited and uh intrigued by what they're going to be able to do. Uh they start their season tomorrow against the <clears throat> against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I obviously hope they don't win that game, but <clears throat> it'll be interesting, interesting to see what they do. Also, on the Bleacher Report power rankings, for the first time, <laughs> I don't know, for the first time probably since... <laughs> the first time probably since 2011, and maybe not even in 2011, the Dallas Mavericks are in top 10 NBA power rankings. Uh, I'm obviously really excited about that. If you if you don't listen to this podcast and you don't know, I am a Mavs fan. Um, so I think that's really cool. And I think <clears throat> the Mavs could also be a really surprising team this year. But I don't want to say that anything about the Mavericks until I see healthy Kristaps Porzingis. If Porzingis can't stay healthy... Uh, there are some serious concerns uh, for the Mavericks organization. Uh, but a healthy Kristaps, the healthy Kristaps and the new uh, Josh Richardson acquisition, Mavs could totally, it's totally feasible that they could be a top three team in the league. Uh, but like I said, I mean, if Kristaps, and you know, the history speaks for itself. If Kristaps can't stay healthy, uh, I honestly I don't know what we're going to do like going forward cuz we Kristaps has a huge contract and if he can't stay healthy we're going to have to we might have to trade him or figure something else out. Um a lot of people are sleeping on on the Miami Heat and they're trying to say that last this past the bubble was a fluke or whatever but I think the opposite. Um those brothers only only strengthened their bonds in the bubble, and they're essentially running it back. They added uh, Avery Bradley, and hopefully they are able to keep Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic, you know, healthy in the playoffs. They think about. I think one of the things that is most overlooked about the finals this past year and why I don't buy into the like Lakers are going to go back to back they're the best duos in Shaq and Kobe uh, 
are, and some people are arguing that they're better than Shaq and Kobe. I don't buy into that because the Lakers beat a Miami team that had two of their starters injured and not playing. Like, two, I think their two leading scorers, Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic, literally just got injured in a terrible circumstance and, like, weren't able to play. And they still for six games. So, like, I don't... You shouldn't buy into this narrative that, like, the Lakers were, like, super dominant and, like, won the finals with, like, such ease. It was a six-game series. It was a six-game series, and and that's with all the troubles and adversity that Miami faced in the finals. And certain players like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, you know, are super young, even Bam Adebayo are super young, and maybe like, I don't want to say weren't ready for the moment, but just maybe if they make another playoff push, another deep playoff push, they're just going to have a certain level of experience and maturity that they didn't have this past year, that they will have coming into this upcoming year. And they've been there now, and they know they've been there, and they know what works in the finals and how teams are going to guard you in the finals and what adjustments are going to be made. And it looks like it's going to be another bubble situation. If you want to argue that they, it was only because there was a bubble, it, it seems like it's going in the, in the same direction. Like There's not going to be like fans there. You might be home, but there's not going to be fans there. It's not going to be like a normal NBA season. So if your argument was that the Miami Heat only did well because of the circumstance. The circumstance seems to not be going anywhere is basically what I'm saying. A team that fell a lot this offseason, I think that really like dropped the ball and could have really made a push to get to that next level. Uh, I think the Denver Nuggets took many steps backwards, losing Jer- Jeremy Grant. Mason Plumlee, Torrey Craig. Jeremy Grant and Torrey Craig literally were their best defenders. So that incredible defense that they had in those 3-1 comebacks, down 3-1 comebacks, they're gone. Obviously, the offense is still there. But I'm going to tell you something. Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is not <laughs> going to defend like Jeremy Grant or Torrey Craig. And... I think the only the only thing that could and honestly Will Barton seems like he's not he's not entirely happy with what's going on. Uh the only thing I did see that the Nuggets are in talks with the with the Rockets. I don't know what truth is to this, what truth there is to this, but they're in talks with the Rockets about possibly acquiring James Harden, which I think if you can give up Michael Porter Jr., because you're going to have to. Uh, Will Barton or Gary Harris, and maybe some maybe some other things to get James Harden, like maybe a second rounder or something like that. That's totally, I think that's totally worth it. Uh, and the Nuggets become favored contenders. I don't know if they become like the overall favorite, but they definitely become favored contenders. Uh, another team that I'm not sure if they got better or worse. Uh, 
I don't know if the Milwaukee Bucks are better <laughs> or worse. Um, I think they're probably about the same team that they were. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Giannis obviously signed the extension, so he thinks that they're a better team, probably. Or he thinks that they're going to bring someone in next year. I don't know exactly what's going on with that. But I think until Giannis can play the way he plays in the regular season in the playoffs, the Bucks aren't going anywhere. So we're just going to have to see what happens uh, throughout the season and into the playoffs, like with Giannis. Like, can he learn how to lead a team in the playoffs? Because at times this past off season, this past playoff run, it didn't seem like he knew when to like that he he was the guy. It's it, it didn't seem like he knew that he was the guy, and the offense needed to be running through him. The defense even needed to be running through him because he was a defensive player of the year. It just seemed like he like took his foot off the gas pedal for that, and like I don't want to say he wasn't focused, but it just seemed like he was a little confused out there. Uh, Clippers, the Clippers, like I said, they need to prove and address that they played poorly last year and they're willing to make changes and they know what they did wrong. They need to admit that they know what they did wrong, reflect on it, and come together and stop trying to blame everyone else for what's going wrong. They need to just understand that they're a good team, right? But you haven't won the chip until you've won the chip. You can't be like acting like you've already won the finals in the second round of a playoff series. In the second round, you can't be acting like you've won the finals already. And that's exactly what they were doing last year. And, you know, Denver didn't like that. And it probably inspired Denver to play the way they did and to come back the way they did, being disrespected like that by the by the Clippers. Now, the Lakers, the Lakers are probably, are obviously the favorite. Uh, but I actually think my pick, my pick to make a deep playoff run and possibly make the finals, right now, just think, looking at it right now, the Utah Jazz are a dangerous ball club. They are a dangerous ball club. Just hear me out. There are one Mike Connolly toilet ball rim out three from being in the in the Nuggets shoes last year. And they were probably a better team than the Nuggets last year in the playoffs. Meaning they they had I think they were better defensively and they had a better all around supporting cast and they didn't have have Bojan Bogdanovic who was their leading scorer until he got injured they didn't have him right and now they pretty much brought everybody back and they added some pieces here and there. Uh, but I think the Jazz, and I said it last season, I said I thought that the Jazz were the dark horse last season. And they look to be, 
if Mike Connolly hits that shot, like, it's crazy to think what happens if Mike Connolly hits that shot. And now that you're adding another offensive player, and also Joe Ingles didn't have a good series, and he's fully capable of, like, averaging, like, 12 points in a playoff series. With Bogdanovich back, does it make them, does it push them to that next level? In year two of this group, does it push them to that next level? Because they're essentially running it back. It'd be really interesting to see uh, Miami versus the Jazz in the finals. I think that would be like an amazing series to watch. Um, but that's pretty much, those are my thoughts like going in to this year. Those are the teams that are standing out to me, either overrated or underrated. Uh, those are the ones that are really like, uh, that I felt like I needed to address. Uh, any other team, I think either they're in the right spot or I just don't care enough about them. Uh, like I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't care enough about where they're going to end up to speak about it because it's just not going to matter in the end. Um, but I, I think that the most the teams that you need to watch out for in the West, because obviously I'm not talking about the favorite teams. I'm talking about the teams that you that are gonna come up they're like gonna come up like a snake in the grass and bite you on the heel. Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz, and the Mavericks if Porzingis can stay healthy. Should uh I I'm just gonna disclose this because people are gonna be like, why aren't you talking about the Pelicans? I'm not buying into the Pelicans. The Pelicans may make the playoffs, they might make the playoffs, but the Pelicans I don't think they're doing anything this season. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, let's move on to... Uh, let's just talk about what I think... Who I think MVP... Let's just go over the awards and who I think is going to win everything. Uh, my rookie of the year... Uh, a lot of... I wanted to pick James Wiseman, but... Or like Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony also is another one that looks to me. Uh, Lamella Ball is not winning it, guys. I'm telling you right now, Lamella Ball is not. Lamella <laughs> Ball. Lamella Ball is not going to win Rookie of the Year. Um, a guy that I do think might be able to win it, and I'm actually really high on. I, I really am impressed with what I've seen from this young guy. I really hope Obi Toppin finds a way to like energize this Nick team which I, I've already told you I think they're going to do a lot better than people think people are slamming them and slamming them and slamming them this Nick team really doesn't have like a it guy and if this OB Toppin can find a way to energize a fan base that is notorious for being like ruthless and hateful to the team. Uh, I think that I think that he can win Rookie of the Year, and that's just where I stand. I don't necessarily have like a really good reason. I just like the player. I like the kid. I want to see him succeed, and I think that he's in a position to where he can turn some heads, possibly. So that's where I am on Rookie of the Year. Uh, most improved player. 
Most improved player. Let's go with Tyler Hero. What can Tyler Hero do? How does he respond to all the clout he got from the finals? I feel like Tyler Hero has is fully capable of like having another breakout season. Because, I mean, some people will say that he had a breakout season last year. But let's just see how far he can take that. I'm going to go with Tyler Hero for most improved player. And maybe OG Ananobi. That'd be kind of cool if OG Ananobi could do it. But I'm going to go with Tyler Hero. Um, defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. I would really like to see... I'd like to see Jimmy Butler maybe win defensive player of the year. That'd be kind of cool. I doubt that that happens. I bet you they give it to AD or Giannis. But Jimmy Butler's like... He's pretty good at defense, I think. Like, when Jimmy Butler checks you, I feel like that's like, oh, shit, they're going to try and stop me now. They're being serious. So let's see. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler, Defensive Player of the Year. Coach of the Year, I got to go with Rick Carlisle. I think that the Mavs are going are gonna to find a way to make it work without Porzingis, and I think they're going to, they're going to probably be four or five in the West. And hopefully uh, Rick Carlisle can get coach of the year because I think Rick Carlisle is the best coach in the NBA besides Greg Popovich. Besides Greg, Greg Popovich. Uh, and that's just where I stand on that. Um, MVP. The favorite... The favorite is Luka Doncic, and I think that's full. I think that's totally possible, but I don't know if the Mavs are going to be a good enough team for him to win MVP. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is I don't think they're going to be like top three in the West at this moment. At this moment, December twenty second, twenty twenty. I don't think that the Mavs. I'm just being a realist. I'm a Mavs fan. <laughs> I'm just being a realist. I don't think they're going to be top three uh, in the West. And I don't know if that's going to be enough considering that I think outside of like Russell Westbrook winning the award with OKC, that any MVP has like not been on a top three team in their conference. So I don't know if Luka can do it. Um... I would love to see Jimmy Butler win it, honestly. Or I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see win it. He's not going to win it, but what if this was the year? <laughs> let's just go down a let's go down a preface. We're going down a hypothetical pipe dream of mine <laughs> real quick. So if you want to skip past this, skip past this. Uh let's say that the Golden State Warriors <clears throat> Exceed expectations this year, and Stephen Curry wins MVP, and then and they make the finals. This is where it gets really weird. And they make the finals. This has got to be like the year that he finally is able to get his finals MVP, right? Like this would be like the the perfect year for Stephen Curry to get his first finals MVP. All right, now that that's over. Uh, let me know what you think about that. I, I, 
like have thought about that a lot and I kind of want that to happen. I know it won't happen, but I kind of want that to happen. But let me know if you are listening and you have thoughts about that. DM me at home court static. Um, yeah, that'd be cool if Stephen Curry won it. If the if the Warriors are good, I could see them giving it to him for the narrative. Um, <clears throat> but in reality, I think that I think Kawhi Leonard. I'm gonna go with Kawhi Leonard getting MVP. And six man of the year. Let's move to six man of the year. Six man of the year. Let's go, Karis Levert. I heard that they're gonna put, they're gonna bring him off the bench. They're gonna try and use him like Manu Ginobili. So I'm gonna go with Karis Levert because I think the Nets are gonna be good. The Nets the Nets look good. Like I don't know who in the league's gonna guard KD. Like maybe Giannis, but what? That's gonna be like. Two games out of the season. I just don't think I don't even know if Giannis can actually guard Katie. <laughs> um, but these are some of my thoughts just going in, going into the season. It'd be really awesome if if the Warriors can actually. I think it's so it just sucks like what happened to them just sucks the whole Clay Thompson situation everything that happened after the 2019 finals you know if it, it seems like <laughs> it seems like the basketball gods are collecting a debt for them signing KD or something like that um, but you know they've just had the, the worst luck possible and maybe uh, that luck will turn on them and they'll actually be good um, I don't know. I don't know. This season's gonna be really weird. I'm, I'm refraining from saying too much about the East because there's just the East is such a weird, weird. It just looks so weird right now. Like I have no idea. I have no way to like gauge how to how to critically analyze the East right now until I actually see some games played uh, that mean something. And it similar for like playoff team, like lower playoff teams, like four through eight in the West, I'm still, I'm kind of refraining still from like solidifying anything because I need to see these teams play. Like I have high hopes for Houston. I have high hopes for the Suns. I have high hopes for the Blazers. But I don't. I need to see them play and see if they're winning games first before I like make any like solidified claim. Same for the East. Like, I think the Wizards can make the playoffs. Sure, yeah. Uh, I think that the, I think that the Pacers are going to be good. Uh, I think the Celtics fell back a little bit. I think the Raptors are going to be good. But I don't know. I need to see them play first uh, before I make a decision on that. But. This is like the best uh, holiday present ever. NBA basketball. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, I hope that you're still listening. I hope that you enjoy listening to the Home Court Static podcast. Uh, the season's here, so the episodes are coming. We're going to be doing uh, a podcast every week. We're going to 
do segments like picking our favorite game. Like, you know, we're going to give out awards like player of the week and stuff like that. So it's going to be really fun. This season of uh, Home Course Status is going to be really fun. And uh, hopefully if you've been listening, uh, this will kind of motivate you to start telling other people about the podcast, getting people to listen. That'd be amazing for us. Uh, Jackson will be here for the next podcast. So thank you for listening to Home Court Static. And I'll catch y'all later.